0: Was that? Yo! <laughs> charming, Annie. Really charming. Watch as I make that the cold open for this episode. <laughs> hey there, I'm Annie. I'm Kit. And I'm Mech. And this is the Gem Jam, where we do an episode-by-episode episode recap of the 1980s cartoon Gem and the Holograms, because... We have awful taste, and we need to inflict it on you, the internet. (laughs) Last time, we did episode one, uh, the beginning. This time, this is episode two, Disaster, still written by Christy Marks, uh, as this is part of our little intro, our shockingly low-budget intro to (laughs) a glam rock series that is full of drama. And I'm very excited to get started. I, I started watching the, this episode on Netflix, and it fires up with, like, the last time on Gem recap. And my immediate reaction was, who the frick is this recap narrator? I've never heard her voice before in my life. Is she in the show? The entire time i watched this, I've watched the show, like, four times all the way through, and I have no idea. <laughs> Either way, whoever this was, she is in love with the word starlight. <laughs> Yeah, she says Starlight like five times in one sentence. She needs Starlight, she needs money from Starlight Records to fund Starlight House and ends up going to the Starlight Drive-In and the Starlight Express. And I was like, you can stop saying it after a while. She's really trying to drive home her hashtag brand. (laughs) So like, Starlight House is super on fire when we come back, (laughs) which is exactly where we left off, so that's great. Yeah, um, oh, the uh, firemen are like, "Is that everyone?" And she's like, "Where's Ashley?" <laughs> she doesn't even say "Where's Ashley." She just says, like, a normal speaking tone, "The name Ashley." And then Ashley comes running out of the building, and then Jerrica acts all concerned. Uh, Ashley went back in to grab the honor jar because of I, I don't know, I don't know. I mean, if you look at that thing, there's got to be like three dollars and quarters in there, and like a yeah. two dollar bill. <laughs> And then Jerrica's like, no, 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 your life is worth more than all the money in the world, which I refute that. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's this super hammy over dramatic reading, too. It's, it's... Yeah, it is. It's it is super dramatic. And, you know, I'm trying to evaluate what the life insurance would be on a kid that age who has no parents, and it's actually quite low. <laughs> <laughs> like, you're basically covering the funeral and that's it. <laughs> And and so, so it's it's actually dawn before Rio shows up. Everybody's in trauma blankets and Rio's like, I don't know what would happen. Plus this this house, which is supposedly brick, has been utterly reduced to rubble by this fire, somehow. And then Rio is like, You're gonna be okay, but it's in like the, the, the most sinister voice I've ever heard come out of a human being. But but that doesn't really matter to Jericho because we get our first up I swear is a series of Oh Rio It's like, if you can't think of anything to say to his weird, quasi-sinister vibes, it's just, oh, Rio. Oh, Rio. Oh, Rio! These
1: repeat throughout the series.
0: Okay, so, also coming to see the fire are the misfits who showed up at their house for some reason? (laughs) They just like to watch stuff burn, and they only found out afterwards that it was Jerica's house. Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) That's my theory. That's That's how it comes across, honestly. Can we just focus for a second on the Misfits van? Yeah. It's like the greatest thing <laughs> I've ever seen. <laughs> it's like Mad Max 2 beyond the Thunderdome. I mean, it's got like flames on the side. It's got spikes on the front. There's like floodlights. At, and it just and someone just sort of haphazardly wrote Misfits on there. Like this thing was a walking death tank beforehand. Who the Who did they buy this van from is my question.
1: The um, army.
0: I think. I think it was the alternate universe. Like, I think it was mirror universe Scooby Gang. <laughs> I could see it. It's like. It's like the polar opposite of the Mystery Machine. This thing is evil. <laughs> the, the, the kids are like uh, the house burned down. Uh, you know where are we going to go? And the <laughs> Jerica, Jer- Jer- for some reason, is like, I know where we can go. How would you like to help us put on a concert? Which seems like a perfectly ra- logical response, like if your house burns out, yeah, sure, put on a concert in your pajamas using child labor. On a lawn! But but in order to get there first, I believe, this is the point when we have our first song of the episode,
1: Like a Dream. Yep. Which is going to be repeating um, several times throughout the series.
0: Like a dream, we're going to ride on a magic carpet through like a candy house. <laughs> like a dream, we're going to ride some unicorns because I guess Rio's a virgin. Like a <laughs> going to march on some guy's house like a dream. <laughs> there, I just summarized it for you. Did, did we skip the low-speed chase? Right, there was a low-speed chase. <laughs> Right, that's right, that's right. Before we get to our song, we go for a low-speed chase in a couple of vans that probably can't handle more than, like, 40 miles an hour. It's true. The misfits give chase in their deathmobile while they're in their clunky van, which, like, they hide by pretending to be a dumpster. Which I feel is the perfect (laughs) metaphor for this show, really. Oh. (laughs) Low blow. Look, they softballed it right in. And so, like, because they pretend to be garbage, the Misfits decide to follow Rio instead, which means that they
1: arrive at their destination, like, ten minutes later than Rio, which is weird. But let's be honest, in a world where you can set up a stage and start your own concert directly across from another stage at another concert, nobody notices. Holograms? Holograms. 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 All
0: right. And by the time they finish their song, they uh, they it turns out that we have gone to the mysterious wandering millionaire from the last (laughs) episode. We've we've come to hang out on his lawn because he carries around a picture of a mansion and we want that mansion.
1: (laughs) And uh, so basically he comes out and he's like, yeah, sure, you guys can live on it. And. Of course, immediately, um, we've got the Misfits angry about this, and he's like, Until the contest is over, this mansion is still mine.
0: Ah, but let's not forget that first the the Misfits come up with this amazing critique, which is, Boo! Don't quit your daytime job! That line sounds like it was written from the inside of a sensory deprivation tank. (laughs) Like, everything the Misfits say in this episode ends up being really weird and awkward, which is great, because all hell is about to break loose. <laughs> and it is all weird and awkward. Howard Sands is like, you can live on my motion, and Pizazz responds appropriately. <laughs> she gives him a light shove, which <laughs> sends him careening, on, careening like 10 feet into the air, <laughs> into a pool that, let's face it, is probably about the depth of like three feet. Yeah. And he's drowning. <laughs> Meanwhile, Roxy stole a bulldozer. She did. And she drives it. Roxy is illiterate and she can she has she knows how to operate heavy machinery. Well, she clearly doesn't cuz she falls right out of it afterwards. That's true. <laughs> it's true. And then while Jerica's like trying to help the millionaire out of the pool and then she like slips And, like, flies ten feet backwards directly into the path of the bulldozer, which she needs to get that inner ear condition looked at. (laughs) (laughs) That's not supposed to happen. No. (laughs) Anyway, that's where the commercial break ends, is, like, Jerrica's about to be run over by a bulldozer. Which is, again, another fantastic commercial break, especially if they were airing these in, like, chunks between commercial breaks. That's, that's how this, this mini-sode ends. Jericho is about to be legit crushed. Unfortunately, uh, the angel of glam rock death does not, still does not come for Jericho because Rio <laughs> scoops are out of the way. Rio scoops are out of the way despite the fact that the bulldozer is so close to the camera at this point that it's taking up the entire field of view. Either that's a really big bulldozer, Jerica and Rio are about three feet tall, or they're both dead now. <laughs> or 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 Rio has superpowers. <laughs> Rio has jealous boyfriend-related superpowers, and for a second, he viewed the bulldozer as a male threat against the- <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I I'm pretty sure we have another O'Rio here, because he's like, I don't know what I would do if anything happened to you, Jerica. <laughs> O'Rio! Oh, still trundling across the lawn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that thing is still going. Uh, I believe it takes Aja to actually run up to the damn thing in heels uh, and take the key. Like Aja is basically the only like level headed person in this entire show right now. Aja's the only one getting things done. If Aja were the main character, the contest would be won by now. <laughs> During this next sequence, I was thinking, do the Misfits really think this is going to win them any points in the contest? Like, there's no way this could possibly... And then the millionaire says, if you win the contest, the mansion will be yours. Until then, the girls can stay here. And it's like, you're still going to give them the mansion after they tried to murder you?
1: He entered a verbal contract. You can't break (laughs) verbal contracts.
0: So it's amazing that Howard Sands is just like, well, if they win the contest, they get the mansion. I can't do anything about that. Because... The only time we have any kind of reference to litigation comes in the next scene where uh, Eric Raymond is is sort of debriefing the Misfits. And he's like, it'll take all my pull to keep Howard Sands from suing us. (laughs) What pull does he have? (laughs) He owns a music company with one band. The Misfits, like, kick over a potted plant because he tells them to stop, like... (laughs) Stop trying to rack up charges of reckless endangerment. Meanwhile, back at the mansion, all the, all the tragic 80s haircuts, uh, starlight girls are jumping into the pool fully clothed. That's a normal thing to do. Although my favorite part of this scene is when Jerrica's baffled by the concept of a door buzzer. She's like, what's this gadget? <laughs> which, is, which is so, like, she may as well have just turned directly to the camera and been like, buy our play set. And, like, Rio has also tracked her down and brought everybody their their house just burned down last night, and Rio is like, I brought photographers! <laughs> we're gonna do a shoot about Gem and the Holograms today! You know, while well, we're still covered in the ashes of our burned-down house, yeah, sure, let's do this. We lost almost everything, except the jar full of quarters. <laughs> Thank you, Ashley. <laughs> Which is great, because speaking about that jar full of quarters, Ashley still owes... Thirty dollars, thirty nineteen eighty dollars to the auditor, yeah,
1: which is like, what did I say? It was like eighty five, ninety five, or something like that. Something around the eighty. About eighty
0: dollars, yeah, yeah. Uh, and she finds a way to get the money.
1: She goes to the
0: misfits who have arrived outside the gate and are pressing up against bars that they could easily fit through. <laughs> yeah, and Ashley is like, "Give me thirty dollars, <laughs> and I'll let you in." First off, they try to barter with her. And I believe I have a note in here that, uh, let's see, a 10-year-old swindles three adults. <laughs> <laughs> well, considering that the uh, the average level of intelligence that the Misfits have displayed so far, I am not surprised that Ashley managed to out-haggle them for this. It's pretty it's awesome, true. especially considering that Pizzazz that is a millionaire. <laughs> is she really? <laughs> Yes. I haven't figured out what these people have been doing for an income. Like, I can't even imagine them having childhoods. I think they just sprang fully formed out of, like, a birthing matrix in Eric Raymond's basement. Uh, You know, we do at least see Pizzazz as a child at some point, so...
1: And we constantly see her going to her daddy and telling uh, him to pay for things for her. Right, spoilers, he's rich.
0: Meanwhile, Eric Raymond has hired Zipper from the last episode. You may remember him (laughs) as the guy that burned the house down white Terminator Jordy LaForge is back. He's planted
1: a bomb. Yep. Under the couch. Under this huge couch. Like, he basically just lifts up the cushion, stuffs the bomb right there, just leaves it there. It looks kind of like an awful sandwich, honestly.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's not even, like, hiding. No. While this is happening, we have our second musical number, Click Clash, which is actually our first Holograms Misfits song. And those are legit the best. The thing that really struck me about this video the most is that you've got Jem on stage walking past a line of like there's lights flashing, there's supposed to be camera flashes, but she's walking past the line of video cameras. Listeners, <laughs> if you're not aware of this, video cameras
1: don't have flashes. I think one of my favorite parts is just after uh, after Jim lands on the magazine, we have the we have we continue the misfits writing absurd things as they uh ride in on like lightning bolts talking about how they're going to cause a cause problems. And it's beautiful. I do think like honestly
0: Click Clash is, is one of the better songs in the first couple of episodes. Like there's only a couple of times where the holograms and the misfits actually like do duo songs.
1: And they're always the best. Like they're they're straight up great songs. Like they excite me. It's like at this point after the bomb's been all set up and everything, um Eric drives up. Just to see the place explode? Just to see the place explode, I guess. And he notices that the misfits are actually within the mansion's line, I guess, the fence line. And he's like, no, misfits, there's a bomb! And he's he like pawing really through, through, through
0: the window. Through the thing. thing. It's great. So everything explodes, right? And is that is that another one of our commercial breaks?
1: Yeah. After we come back from the break, when we see Eric's face, it's kind of distorted and looks Absurd. Okay.
0: Yeah, this, this part of the
1: episode is where we get, like, the weirdest animation errors. Yeah. They're beautiful. People are completely off-model. Jerica at some points, goes, like, kind of cross-eyed, and her head kind of falls off her neck.
0: <laughs> <Beautiful>. <laughs> uh, characters start speaking with other characters' voices. Yeah. And, uh, and after, everyone is fine after this explosion. Uh, we've got the press there, of course, so, you know, super great. Uh, but the important thing is... We already have one millionaire who's already hanging out, so now we're going to bring another one.
1: Called the Countess.
0: So the Countess de Boussa immediately <laughs> loves Gem and the Holograms. Of course she does. And immediately hates the Misfits. <laughs> and she invites the Holograms to her party on a yacht, because why not? And basically uninvites the Misfits, if she can do that by not inviting them at all. <laughs> And, like, there's this weird moment where they try to get the, where they get the misfits to leave the property by being like, help us clean up. And they're like, frick, no. And then (laughs) this strange thing happens. Pizazz is like, and you better not get comfortable because, and then all three of them turn in unison, put their hands on the hips, all of their mouths open, but only Pizazz's voice comes out. (laughs) They say, we're going to win the contest. (laughs) What happened? Was that some kind of a hive mind thing? Was there originally audio recorded for Roxy and Stormer that they didn't put in there? They all open their mouths and only Pizzazz comes out! I don't know what's happening! Considering that most of the time all they say is, yeah, I'm pretty convinced that they're just extensions of Pizzazz's self somehow. (laughs) Like projections into the third dimension of different elements of her personality. Mackenzie, I'd like you to put your post-apocalyptic theory back on the table.
1: I would like to put my post-apocalyptic theory back on the table because, honestly, this this episode kind of shows it. A mansion kind of explodes in one portion, and there's only kind of, like, mild hubbub about it. We've got people literally going to the death over a band contest. It's obviously in the far-flung future where only bands matter, as we can see on this boat, where we've got, like, fashion designers and we've got, like people who are pop writers for magazines, they're the only people who matter in this post-apocalyptic future.
0: Straight up, though, if, if, you're, if your post-apocalyptic theory is correct, then, I mean, this show is basically like four flying robots away from across. Three great things happen on the yacht, and then another amazing thing happens.
1: Uh, first, we're introduced to Lindsay, who actually pops up now and again later on. She hosts a... a Music video show, which for those of
0: you who don't remember the 1980s, is a thing they used to run on MTV, (laughs) aka music television. As far as I can tell, she's a VJ who kind of hosts her own like talk show as well. And there's a line in here that I want to point out to you guys because she introduces them to another character and she says, You remember that tape that so and so has been playing on the radio? And (laughs) let me point out to you guys. It has been about 24 hours at this point since yeah. since the holograms
1: first appeared opposite <laughs> the misfits. They don't have a tape. <laughs> and uh, then they're introduced to uh, what's his face, the guy who's going to become Shayna's boyfriend because he's black and she's black, so obviously they have to get together.
0: Jim immediately shoved Shayna in and was like, Shayna has some ideas. Shayna, you should go hang out with this guy. You're both black, you have something to talk about. <laughs>
1: That's all it takes. I see another white man, and suddenly I'm head over heels.
0: It happens a lot. There is a lot of romantic tension between Mackenzie and every single white guy in Seattle. <laughs> it's
1: true. <laughs> it
0: just keeps happening. You go around the corner, <laughs> there's another white guy. <laughs> oh, I love him so. And this is also the episode that starts the really weird Gem Jerrica dynamic with Rio. Yes, Which... which there's a lot to talk about with the Jem Jericho Rio triangle. Why, 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 why is Rio not in on this? Like, the only reason he doesn't know yet is because he wasn't in the van when they went to the drive in. There's no reason for them not to tell him. The weird part is that Jericho, like, Jem Gem starts flirting with Rio and it's like, hey, let's hang out. Jerica wants you to make sure you have a good time. And she, like, throws herself at him and he's like, uh. <laughs> So like she's not trying to hide her identity here or if she is she's just like trying to confuse him or something. There's there's blame on both sides, frankly. We could spend an entire yeah. episode talking about Jem, Jericho and Rio. Yeah. But it's a weird start here. And we are super distracted by it, which I am so happy about because making mischief happens.
1: Making mischief is amazing. It is our
0: third song. It is the Misfits song of the episode, the solo Misfits song. And it's basically their theme for, like, the rest of the show.
1: They just basically cause problems with food.
0: And uh, it's, it's delightful. There's this point where, like, they start this food fight and there's this super weird animation error. It's a pan across uh, this food fight that's going on with all these rich people. And there's this point where somebody throws a cake on a guy and then he gets hit in the face with cake and then boop, he's gone. He disappears. <laughs> he's gone from existence. There's not even, like, a thing he just. Di- I think he was supposed to, like, I think it was something where the, the animation had expected to pan across that. Like, they had expected him to be, like, on the other side of the pan at that point, but he's super not. He's right there. <laughs> <laughs> that is how much mischief they are making. They are undoing people. So, like, the yeah. Countess, of course, is not a fan of this. She asks the captain of the boat and the first mate to come be bouncers. Stop driving the boat. <laughs> there's some glam rockers to deal with.
1: Wouldn't she have bouncers already? You'd think. Yeah. Especially at a fancy party where there are a ton of fancy people. But she calls, like, the pilot back to be a bouncer or whatever. And uh, so, meanwhile, the misfits go forward to start driving the yacht towards a giant boat.
0: Yeah, who decides, like, Pizzazz decides she's going to try to drive this boat on a dare. Yeah, honestly, if she's rich, she probably has at least had some sailing lessons. Yeah. But I guess that doesn't matter. <laughs> because she drives the yacht straight into, like, what is that, a, a tanker? It's like an oil tanker, yeah. The implication is that Pizzazz probably caused the Exxon Valdez spill. And, uh, and so like Jericho is out with Rio on the dock. She's like, "Rio, do you like me?" And Rio responds with like the most appropriate line. "I don't even know you. <laughs> <laughs> I really like Rio the most in this conversation because he's basically the voice of the audience. And, and she's like, "Well, maybe I should tell you who I am. Rio, I'm both about the hidden an oil tanker. <laughs> And that's the end of the episode. Yeah, to be I, continued. Again, the Miss. Again, Jerica slash Gem is about to die, probably in an explosion or in a really grisly <laughs> fashion. Have you noticed a pattern? <laughs> Buy our gem toy. You don't know how much longer she's going to be around. <laughs> <laughs> she could die at any minute. You need to get in on the ground floor. This one. I think that's. I think that's actually our theme here. <laughs> Jerica <laughs> could die at any second. <laughs> Every moment you spend with your Gem doll is precious. All right, I think that about wraps it up for us uh, for episode two. Uh, so in episode three, we'll be continuing Gem uh, almost hitting an oil tanker. So until next week, when we continue this to be continued, I'm Annie. I'm Kit. And I'm Mech. And outrageous is as outrageous does.